Today is Friday, June 30th. The title for our devotional is What He Will Do. As we wrap up our week on worshiping God for what He has done, let's not forget to worship God for what He will do. When we consider the mighty works of God in history and His character of faithfulness, we can rest assured that He will accomplish what He has said He will do. In 1 Thessalonians, we see Paul encouraging the Thessalonian believers who have suffered, and some have even died. He encourages them by reminding them of what is to come when Jesus returns. Let's read 1 Thessalonians 4, 13-5-11. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. There we see both, looking back to the amazing work of God of how Jesus died and rose to life, and then what that means, and how Jesus will bring those with him who have fallen asleep. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and who are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so that we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. There it is. Paul is telling them to encourage one another in the midst of their suffering and death and pain. Encourage them with the words of what Christ has promised, that he will return and take his people to be with him that they will be where he is. He goes on, Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come upon them suddenly, as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us, so that, whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another, and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. Then, we continue reading through Scripture. We come to the book of Revelation, and we see a number of similar encouragements to trust in what God will do. Remember, this is John writing it to the, to the seven churches, and he's encouraging them in the midst of their great tribulations. The angel speaks to John in his vision and says of those coming out of the great tribulation in Revelation 7, 15 to 17, Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Talk about providing hope in the midst of persecution, suffering, and pain. To those who are suffering for the gospel now, this is great encouragement to remain faithful to Jesus and continue following his way even in the midst of persecution. Again, it's because of what God will do.
Fast forwarding a few chapters after God's wrath is completed in chapter 15, verse 1, those who had been victorious over the beast and its image and the number of its name, 15, verse 2, held harps given them by God and sang in Revelation 15, 3-4, Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will, who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. Again, we see in John's revelation, the people who have come out of the tribulation after God's wrath was completed, worshiping, praising God for his righteous acts have been revealed. In the end, Jesus will return to establish his kingdom in full. He will vanquish evil, vindicate his people, God's people now, even though we have not experienced the fulfillment of this promise yet, can worship him for it now. He is faithful to do what he says. He is powerful to accomplish his purposes. So, especially through times of suffering, we can look forward with hope and worship God, not only for what he has done and what he is doing, but for what he will do in the future. Even if we don't have all the specifics worked out of how he will accomplish this, We know that he will bring about his kingdom in full, and it will be glorious and worthy of our praise. Today, spend some time worshiping God for what he will do in the return of Jesus and the full establishment of his kingdom. If you're struggling with the words to say, borrow some of the words from Revelation or from Paul in 1 Thessalonians. Worship God, for his promises are true, and he will do what he says 